Welcome back to the Style Stories podcast. I'm your host, personal stylist, Lisa Gilby, and this is the podcast that discusses everything to do with style, image, and fashion for those of us over 40. Well, welcome to another lockdown episode of the Style Stories podcast. I thought I'd just do a bit of an introduction again about why I do this podcast and really what this podcast is aiming at and what it's all about. So yes, it's style, image and fashion for women over 40. But for me to sit here every single week and talk about trends and things like that, it's a visual subject style. And this is why I started my Facebook group recently, which is called Style Power with Lisa Gilby so that I could connect with my listeners on a bit more of a visual level. I've got my Pinterest boards over on Pinterest and I've got my website as well. And I love talking on this podcast, but I like to dive a bit deeper into the psychology of style, lots of other subjects as well. I do cover specific style tips, so decluttering and style for petites and style for ladies who are five foot ten and over and all those sorts of things. But I like to go into the psychology and confidence side of style because that part is so crucial. Lots of people hold themselves back and they don't feel confident and brave enough to wear things either because they don't feel they deserve it on some kind of subconscious level or just because they worry about what other people will think. And this is very, very real. And this is something that affects everyone, lots and lots of people you know, who it doesn't matter what walk of life you're from, any of those things. And I think as you get older as well, you can lose a bit of confidence in your style and you feel frumpy, but you don't know where to start, where to shake it up. There are lots of interesting theories behind it. So there's something called fashion imposter syndrome. You've heard of imposter syndrome. There's fashion imposter syndrome. And I thought I'd ask this week a fellow well she actually runs courses with me so we have run courses in real life before covid together workshops about image and you know self-worth and that kind of thing she coaches she's coached hundreds of women she's amazing and her insights are just really fascinating the sound isn't fantastic on this podcast i apologize you can definitely clearly hear us speaking it's a little bit echoey that's all but i hope you enjoy it and as ever do get in touch with me and let me know any style problems and wardrobe woes you may have that you want me to cover on this podcast and I'll give you a little shout out. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome and thank you for coming. So this is Teresa who's a mindset coach for, Mm. and I've forgotten the company name again, you just told me a second ago, Teresa. Well, okay, so this is complicated. I've got to figure myself out. I've got my business is human human, but that's mostly kind of corporate style work. Then I do kind of all these online uh, space stuff. I know that doesn't make much sense. And um, I mostly hang out as you coming alive on Instagram. Although that's not a company name, but that's a sort of tag, isn't it? you coming alive and you help people with their mindset how so how do you confidence mindset yeah so it's kind of 
like I started off really broad, but it's narrowing down now, as, especially towards the end of lockdown. Um, I do a lot around resilience and a lot around mindset and confidence. So particularly in these, you know, like you've got this online community. So I'm in lots of online communities uh, delivering kind of, you know, people go into these spaces and, you know, want to learn new stuff. But uh, I don't know if it's compounded by lockdown, but a lot of people are struggling at the moment and they need these confidence sessions to be able to navigate the kind of roadblocks that they find themselves when they go into these groups, they have to kind of dovetail into everything else in their lives. And there's massive overwhelm. So I'm finding that these confidence uh, mindset -y sessions are really in demand at the moment. So yeah, I, I tend to have been ready <laughs> to step into that space. Yeah. Because you, you help women in, in tech specifically as well. So women who have been not working for a few years. And All sorts of women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, predominantly, I've done most of my work over the last couple of years with Tech Pixies, who uh, they train upskill women in tech, you know, to earn online social media skills and the entrepreneur who set that up has always had a really strong um, coaching uh, kind of mindset so she really has always had coaching as a big part of that group um, so I've been with her for two years and that's sort of done the whole arc of going online and upscaling and you know now there's hundreds of women in that space um so uh, it's called upon me to kind of like write the whole curriculum that matches her social media curriculum and sort of get more au fait with um delivering online it's not training online coaching so you know over 100 women each week but really what that's been great for me because i've been in front of so many women continuously for the last two years and through this pandemic so um I've sort of gone with them on their journeys and weathered their storms and you know at the moment it feels like it, it almost feels like there's a bit of epidemic of self-doubt inner criticism um you know fear and massive anxiety so much is going on um, at the moment and it almost feels overwhelming to listen to it week after week. Um, yeah, so these mindset sessions, you know, are turning out to be almost like a linchpin, I'd say. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the reason that I wanted to do this live and have this chat as well is because of I want to find out more from you about the limiting beliefs, you know, from the psychology mindset side of things, you know, because mm, my expertise, mm. my personal stylist, but I see that how, yeah. how people's limiting beliefs about themselves and the inner dialogue that they have really holds mm. back their style. So from my, you know, it's people beige themselves down. So I put um, a graphic on Instagram today about are these things that you say to yourself? Do you say, I'm too old to wear that? Um, yeah. Wear that really sort of a dress that you might find beautiful that might be a little bit maybe a little bit over the top, a little bit out there, but you won't wear it because you feel self-conscious about what other people think of you, that you look like a yeah. shell. Um, so you go for the safe option, you know, am I going to get this right when you're going to an event or something like that? You tend to take it down a notch and people do that. The people yeah. that have ultimate confidence, like the fashionistas that dress in, you know, and they might think people who dress in a plain way are quite boring. But again, that that's, that's not right either because it's what I want to get to is that, people just need to be completely happy in what they wear because it's authentically who they are. 
and to try and get rid of all the sort of doubting voices in your mind that is so common. That's why people end up in a style rut. They just reach for the same thing, wear like a tiny proportion of their wardrobe, saving yeah. Well, no, you're 100% you're right, because Lisa, the route out for women through all of this, um, wanting to kind of keep themselves small, keep themselves hidden, is actually to own who you are and not feel like you've got to be the perfect version of whatever is out there, what you perceive you need to be, but to be more of who you are with all your edges and imperfections in fact that's what makes you unique that's what makes us all unique and if we were all perfect we'd be exactly the same and we would be so boring life would be dull what makes life interesting is the quirks and the characteristics of you know of us all and i i feel we need to ramp up more of who we are um rather than do this kind of fitting in listening to that in that inner our inner critics are absolutely brutal and you know it's quite um when you hear it on mass that person after person after person it kind it literally breaks my heart it really does to hear how fierce people speak to themselves internally and then that manifests you know what you say you become you kind of live out your words and I think that would be the same with your clothes I kind of think people are missing a trick with fashion because it's it's a, a clue to to actually step in to all of your personality and all of your characteristics, she says, holding on to this, all of your characteristics, and kind of in that way, you can find who you are. It's almost like a little pathway to becoming authentically yourself. That's what I feel. Yeah. Um, I know that's what I've done with my fashion sense over the years, very much, you know, uh, wear the clothes that I think amplify my nature and my characteristics. And I know that's what's uh, really worked for me on a personal level. But it just makes sense now with all the narrative out there, you you know, about being being who you are and more so kind of really amp that up. And it's a real route to working out who you are, who your what your values are becoming more of yourself and therefore being confident you know I think that's what we really want for women is just to own who they are speak up more be more of themselves and kind of be proud of who they are you know yeah, yeah that's that's it that in a nugget is it's amplifying yourself yeah Style is self-expression so it's not about fashion it's not about following trends it's about really no. like getting grounded in who you yeah. are, like you say, your values, all those sorts of things. You know, I know yeah. I, I hate looking dumb, right? So even when I got married, my hair was sort of like this, you know, I mean, I had it, I had it sort of, it was much neater, but I wouldn't have had that kind of, you know, sort of wedding hair kind of thing that looks great on other people because it's not inherently me, you know, and yeah. when, when you find that out and the penny drops and you know your personal style, yeah, you know that you're relaxed, natural, or you're more of a classic dresser, or you're avant-garde, you know, those style types, then the world is kind of your oyster because it's like giving Absolutely. you permission to yeah. dress to authentically who you are and not think, oh, I should be wearing smart no, clothes, yeah. or I should be more classic, or I should mm. be appropriate. I should be dressed for my age. That's a huge one, isn't it? Because we've been told by the media for years, once you get past a certain age, you can't wear this, you can't wear that, blah, blah, blah. 
that's a huge thing with our youth obsessed culture that drives me absolutely mad just you know if you want to wear dms for the rest of your life because you were a grunge kid do it but just you know maybe wear a few more classy pieces with it you do make i think the thing lisa isn't it it's about doing what you want but owning it (laughs) do you know what i mean being really i don't want to i can't swear this is a podcast isn't it really flipping proud of who you are how you look that goes down to what you say you know uh, what you stand for um you know i when i do like values work in women um i kind of really push them to think i want i want you to if i cut you open and i looked through your veins that these words are going to be inscribed in your blood because this is such an essential component of who you are and actually it's really funny because often other people might know who you are better than you do i think women they're so outwardly focused on what the perception of what people think of them that yes. they're not even noticing themselves in, oh my you know gosh. Who, yeah I love that that's so yeah because you can't look at yourself objectively right no step outside exactly. your actual self so yeah. you rely on others except you make up perceptions in your mind of how others view you and this is another limit yeah. isn't it or well, you dress it away you feel that other people uh feel uh perceived oh there's this great expression i'm not i'm not who i think i am i'm not who you think i am i am who you think i think i am does yeah 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 does that make sense yes so in a way like we're all sort of acting out based on what we think other people think that we think we need to be yeah does that make sense yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah i just want to talk a bit about um if you can just explain what exactly is what are limiting beliefs what is uh, also the like fear-based mindset and there's people keep talking lately as well about um feeling less than does that sort of like so you're not thinking abundantly the opposite of that it's not called less than there's another word for it another type of mind okay so, oh yeah you mentioned this to me like an abundant mindset well yeah. i mean basically so a limiting belief is um you know, when we were very young, we heard messages from our parents or our caregivers and even our teachers as we got a little bit older because our brains weren't don't get fixed like cast in iron until we're about 20 or 25. So um, we we hear these messages and then we make decisions based on those messages. So we might say, oh, my mum got cross with me because I didn't put my clothes away, for example. And then we think, in order to please my mum, I need to do this. And then we start act, act that way. <clears throat> I can't do this because my mum will get cross. Do you see what I mean? So this, is, this is where they first come from when you're really, really young. And then you act like that for the rest of your life. But you made this decision when you were very, very young. Even It could be even as young as two or three. And unless we uh, realise that this this belief or this thing I'm telling myself is actually um, limiting me, <laughs> it's stopping me from living the life I want to live. Unless we become aware of that um, and start to unpick it and sort of question it almost, is this true? Do I really need to do this? I'm just trying to think what would be my limit. I mean, I've got 
let's let's get down and dirty. I've got a, lots of limiting beliefs. I think we all have. But one of mine would be nobody's interested in what I've got to say, because I think from, you know, a very young girl as the youngest in the family, um, I, I didn't feel I had a voice as much as my older brother and sister. So that sort of held me back so much in my life, because I think actually no one's really very interested in what to say. So I didn't speak up so much or I developed a really good technique of asking people questions so that um, I didn't have to reveal any part of myself because I didn't feel that it, there was much yeah. I could offer so that is a total limiting belief because it limited me it stopped me in all my finery coming forward and being who I am and presenting my full self to the world. So I've kind of now unpicked that and I've worked out that that was holding me back and it wasn't actually true because actually I've got quite a lot to say and um, I've too only been able to- Too much Too Lisa. much, Lisa, too much. But I've only been able to do that yeah. since unpicking it, realizing I had it, becoming aware thinking actually do I want that do I want to still think that or do I want to give myself a different experience now at this stage in my life um and then just yeah and coming forward and it's so um freeing you know uh to sort of own who you are on every single level on every level and of course it always comes back to close there's this thing called in well for me it always comes back to close just because you know when I'm doing yeah. styling sessions as well with people I realize the insecurities that they've got so it doesn't matter where you're from how wealthy you are what walk of life you're from you know who you are is made up of all your influences but on a base level we're all human beings and we've all got the same hopes and dreams but the same fears and insecurities as well and that's mm. you know all about what we're wearing and how we're looking because we shop on an emotional level why do we buy clothes why do we want to look good why because that makes mm. us feel good about ourselves do so, you know lisa i think clothes are uh, there's not been enough scientific work around the impact of clothing i think because i think you know we wear clothes every single day don't we and our clothes we've said you and i said they're like you without words aren't they you know what we wear you could almost like well we pigeonhole people don't we and we stereotype and we sometimes we do that with people based on just what they wear I think clothes are so significant and I think there's not enough dialogue about just how significant they are in enabling you to find out your authentic self you know I really think that they are a pathway to loads of clues about you I mean just you know just for example I've you know on my Instagram page I just use my Instagram grid I don't use much of the other functionality on Instagram but the grid uh, I use to post my voice because it feels a way of me working out who I am and that actually uh, that's how I use Instagram it's for me just to work out what who is it I am and what do I think and I'll put it in this post I'm putting it out there and it feels concrete and I think you could do that exactly the same way with clothes you could kind of experiment and try things and find out what your style is your authentic self and feel really like get the gear that makes your heart sing and makes you go into situations where you can go yeah this is me actually I'm feeling really um really good about myself and your clothes can amplify that and give you give you confidence um and i don't yeah, think there's never enough too late either it's never too late so if you're someone who's got to a certain age maybe and think right well it's too late now because i've always worn these clothes don't think that no. that's a limiting 
it's never it's never too late and it's not even late you know like till the day before you die you know even if on your last day on earth if you're rocking an outfit you know <laughs> yes yeah yeah one of, my, one of my favorite instagram people is iris atfell who's 99 she's an amazing yeah she's she's got such avant-garde style and she just goes for it mm. and yeah that, that's actually come from a woman said to her when she was in her 20s she said you'll never be pretty but you've got style she said to her well there you go and so she friend. stepped into that belief she had she hung on to that that she had style and then she lived that out and that's exactly what uh what our beliefs do we step into those beliefs and then we become what we think so if we're thinking oh i'm rubbish da 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 then hey ho you know you, you don't start to become rubbish but you your perception of yourself is that until you shift it until you uh, look for the great stuff about you it's easy for us to focus in on the negative um you know the human condition is to look for things that are going to kill us and we have to work harder for the positive you know to get our brain into that positive kind of stuff but once we do there's real gold in there and I think you know yeah like the sort of stuff you do uh, enables women to find that gold and people find it difficult as well um to change so that's something that's really hard, but we all need to kick up the butt sometimes in order to be pushed out of our comfort zone. That's how you grow, right? If you embrace the change, you, you've been walking past things maybe in the shops that suit you because you've got this fixed mindset, mm. these blinkers on. Okay, I've worn the skinny jeans and the blouse for years. I'm going to carry on. It's, you know, if mm. it works, it works. But it is a bit boring after a while. And, you know, you could be wearing lots of other variations, but people have these blinkers on and they don't see the things that really suit them and really work. Yeah. Because as humans, we find change tricky, don't we? Is that... We do. We totally do find. I mean, that is the struggle, actually. Uh, and it's ironic because change is always happening and it always feels like we don't like going through or change ourselves. We always feel surprised when change shows up but actually it's showing up in a in a small scale a medium scale a large scale all of the time our lives are rolling nothing stays the same to be honest but but we find change really hard so yes we do get into those ruts and grooves and that is our comfort zone that's where we feel safe but it's interesting because I've got friends from you know that I've known for years from school and you know loads of my friends probably me included still dress like we did when we were like you know teenagers you know some of my mates I can look at them and say you your hair's even exactly the same style you know and I think oh I wish I could get hold of you and I'd I'd put you in this and I'd put you that it'd be amazing but you think oh, I can't because that's their that's their thing they couldn't yeah, see themselves yeah, as being yeah. any different way yeah. yeah if you're and if you're happy and that is you you know I don't want to confuse what I'm saying here what I'm saying here is just you know to try and embrace things that are truly you it's about finding your authentic self and your authentic style and the power that comes with that you don't have to you know be a chameleon and keep changing your style all the time and all of that if you don't want to if you find the things that work for you then that's great but most people feel that they want to shake it up a bit if they're a bit bored in a style rut, you know, that kind of thing. And because yeah. we evolve all the time, and talking of change, you know, God, we've had a massive, huge change with this pandemic. I mean, that we've all been thrust into this unknown world, but it's, it's a great time now to change things up because if you have, you know, been doing the same. Yeah, 
actually that's very true because we've not been seeing anyone we can almost like emerge from our homes um with a whole clean slate as it were can't we because we've only been seen from well here you go from <laughs> from here up this has been the amount of what we you know of yeah. how we've been looking at each other uh, and from here down actually is an enigma isn't we've it we've got to put some trousers on oh hang on uh, rita's loving the snazzy glasses you've got on um we're streaming this live anyone who's listening to the podcast this is live on my i've got Basically. sun directing my oh, eyes can you see that rita likes the glasses but uh, yes trees has now been assaulted by the sun and it's like glaring into her eyes just hiding um, behind the tree another thing that i just that we that we talked about before was impo so imposter syndrome is something that i I think practically everyone suffers from. I mean, you know, yeah. at some point, if not all the time, then at some point in your life, we can all recognise that. What's fashion imposter syndrome? Fashion imposter syndrome is something else, isn't it? That well, that's when you you don't you buy something, but you don't feel that you're good enough to wear it. Yeah. So you feel like when you put it on, you feel like an imposter. Um, so I don't know. Maybe all your life you've dreamed of having a chloe I, do, I don't know the brand names now i'm really oh. out of sync but well my dream but you might buy it handbag i want a chanel handbag yeah I, exactly so you buy the chanel handbag but you wear you take it out and you think oh i you know i'm not a chanel person i feel awkward you know like this and you just there's there's this disconnect you're not like yeah i've wanted this bag for years and i've got it now and woohoo you know the imposter bit is saying i don't deserve to be carrying this bag yeah and which is really sad you know this is another reason people beige themselves down actually is because they feel when they wear really nice things because they feel they've got this lack of self-worth even if they don't realize it and so then they yeah. sort of safe and kind of make themselves smaller like you said you you know make exactly or they might not want the attention if they think they if they fancy wearing something bright but they won't wear it because they might feel that people will notice People would judge. Judgment is, you know, massive at the moment. Um, and, you know, not not helped by social media, I guess. But everyone feels as though they're being judged. But do you know what I know about judgment is that um, if they feel they're being judged, it's because they're judging themselves just as much. Yeah. And actually, yeah, it's how much you judge yourself. And also there's um, there's, there's something called the, uh, what is it? Um, spotlight effect i think we talk about unconscious biases don't we um the spotlight effect is where we feel that everyone will notice uh if we're wearing something you know that we feels a little bit ooh we'll think everyone will know everyone will see and actually the, you know they've done scientific research in the tests are of course people some people do notice it's not that nobody does but but nowhere near as much as you think people are noticing because people those people are looking at themselves thinking oh she's going to notice what i'm wearing everyone's too worried about what everyone else is thinking and that's the that's that's what keeps us all you know held back by the reins really everyone's pretty self-obsessed really i mean you know worried not obsessed in a bad way but your world is obviously revolving concerned. around yourself and you're concerned yeah. with yourself and what others think and actually yeah they're probably thinking the same Thing, yeah when they're biased about you it's probably it's their belief system it's all so powerful isn't it yeah and there's judgments massive at the moment massive what's the enclosed mm. cognition thing that you've mentioned that before? is yeah enclosed cognition so that is what we attribute 
so say if like uh you know okay so i'm volunteering at the vaccination clinic at the moment and i have to wear a yellow high-fizz jacket just because i'm in a yellow high-fizz jacket uh, people will attribute a lot of skills and tasks and abilities that i may or may not have but just because i'm in the jacket uh i've got all that kind of those skills or it's the same as if you like wear a uniform for work or like if we see a policeman so their outfit um has lots of associations attached to it that other people make judgments on it yes yeah, so do you see what i mean so trust. you sort of think right yeah exactly that exactly that instant trust or, or depending on what it is yeah might not be trust but yeah exactly so we attribute a lot of stuff so I think that you know like in the 80s with the smart you know the women the power shoulders and all of that so you sort of pull along with your clothes every kind of assumption and um, attribute that kind of goes along with that particular outfit and then you you take on those attributes yourself so you could almost become the power woman by wearing the power clothes that type of thing so are you just at the, the vaccine center like pushing people out the way and just like being all this powerful yeah thing? back back hold back back off <laughs> enjoying the power <laughs> yeah it's amazing actually when you do just the high vis jacket gives you some kind of yeah yeah. So I, yeah but this is it because we've all been in the pandemic sitting at home in elasticated waists only dressing the top half we're gonna have to go out again soon it basically it makes you feel slovenly and you know you when you you can use cl clothes as a tool so like you've just said to make people trust you for you to look authoritative yeah. all those sorts of things it's it's playing the game so if you want to get somewhere fast at work yeah. if you want to be authoritative play the game dress a bit smarter than your colleagues you can do that you can yeah. use it to progress yourself and get yourself places. yeah it's kind of yeah in that sense I suppose if you want to get a job or something you might have to kind of wear the uniform but I think these days there's an understanding that you've put your own twist on it you need to show your personality through what you wear whilst sometimes keeping to some sort of you know social kind of rules maybe for work you know I, I don't know now because everything's all out of kilter isn't it but I think the thing is being able to put your own show you know be shine through your personality in what you wear but whilst adhering to some kind of rules in certain situations yeah you can I guess totally, that's you can totally bring your personality to the workplace now like years ago that's why corporates have a very strict code because they want you to you you leave your personal life at the door. There's no person that there's no kind of person. Yeah. You're a bod. Do you know what I mean? And you're a cog in a wheel, you know, to an extent, but not yeah. that used to be the case so much. It used to be, but I tell you, it's all changed. It's yeah. and we don't know where that's gonna end up really at the moment, but it's you know, now, you know, even the corporate space is all about the whole person coming to work it's not about yeah your two you know home work and home life it's well obviously it's one and the same now so it'd be interesting to see how that evolves yeah I think most places are going smart casual business casual you know that's going to be a headache for some people because now you have to you can't rely on the security of a suit which is like a uniform you have to now be I was thinking that the other day I, I I wonder 
if the suit is actually going to disappear. And I know that's a big thing, but actually nobody's been wearing suits, have they? And yet that's the thing. Businesses have been able to function completely normally in a way that they never thought could happen. Um, even, you know, well, now it's a year, but, you know, this sort of change happened very quickly, didn't it? Even in the first three months, you know, nobody's worn a suit to work. So that begs the question, why am I going to put on a suit now and go into an office just because we've returned to the office? It's not going to impact how I do my job or is it? It's really interesting. But I've always wondered about the suit for men because that is such a rigid kind of uniform, isn't it? You know, and the tie thing. Yeah. Um, it almost like, well, I wonder what's going to happen to the history of the suit because of this. It would be interesting, but I mean, I, I personally think it's really important to dress for, you know, polite. It's sort of polite. It's a form of politeness to dress well when you're in a work situation. So still to dress smart, but I love the smart casual thing. Yeah, I know. You know I think that's really good. But I think, you know, you need to look like you've made an effort. You want to be there. But yeah, the, the suit, I mean, I do think men look, great in suits you know I think maybe they do but but women have always had the opportunity to be a bit you know if they if they want to take it they could be more creative with colors and styles and men it's been less so yeah uh, but you know you know now with fluid sort of gender identity and stuff like that you know it'd be really interesting because to see where men take that I think it might go men might go into that really creative colorful wacky space we've got sarah here as well sarah barrows watching hi sarah got rita hi sarah got vanessa i think a few people here so if anyone's got any questions do um chip in we're going to wrap up in a minute but um it's just some let's think of some positives so women you know the women that you work with women tend to be really hard on themselves that's the whole point of why i wanted this discussion holding themselves back making themselves smaller and getting in a star rut and beiging themselves down when they could be embracing the joy that clothes bring I mean there are there are not many things in life that are that straightforward you know and I'm not saying go out and buy no and it's it's, no but the clothes really impact how you feel don't they totally that you know how whatever you put on dictate can dictate how you journey through that whole day and I just think you know, we need to uh, step into that more and, you know, the understanding of what clothes do for us and how clothes make us feel and how clothes can connect us with our identity and who we are. And I'm just, you know, I would love more of a discussion around that sort of, you know, I know you do it a lot, Lisa, you're banging that drum, but I, you know, the, you know, we've looked for the science and the research to back this up and there's not much, you yeah. know, um, and it's the I'd love to yeah the psychological benefits of style and it is that simple statement yeah. that look good feel good is, is so so true but yeah the message I think the message that I keep the drum that I keep on banging is to really get that clarity on your inherent personal style like are you classic mm. are you avant-garde are you what are you and then just you can really go hell for leather down that niche down that road and feel yeah. totally like yourself and just so yeah. much confident because you know that in your heart of hearts you're being true to yourself and you're wearing yeah. what, what makes your heart sing 
all these mm. things you're not trying to be someone you're not you're not comparing and despairing which is something that we all do is sort of look at someone else in an outfit and go wow she looks amazing why don't I look like that in the outfit it's probably because it's not your personal style and that's it that's interesting because we do a lot of that with you know values work with in, you know with people and you know as a way for them to finding out their identity and who they are what they stand for and that could be almost linked to your personal style as well because that's an extension of your values and who you are so, you know, that's a piece of work that could probably work well with what you do and I do. Yeah. It's like, your val who are you? What are your values? And, you know, therefore, how do you want to show that to the world? How do you show everyone that these are your values? And one way of doing that is through your style. So in a nutshell, it's identity. This is what we're talking yeah, exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, oh, Lisa. Yeah. And that's where you and I, that's where our work is the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. I'm to, I'm reflecting yeah. the outside, but you want what's inside to be aligned with what's going on mm, outside. Exactly. So inside are super confident and they know that they've got a lot to give to the world and all this kind of stuff, but they're letting themselves down because they're not valuing themselves enough to look mm. nice. Or they're putting they're putting that to the bottom of the pile when mm. actually it's really important part of who you are, your identity, how you move through mm. life. How you mm. think about yourself, your confidence, reaching your goals, all those sorts of things. Yeah, it is. You know, personal style as well, just one more thing, is that it's because we're all made up of all these influences that we've had over the years. So I grew up in Essex. My mum was very into clothes, you know, so I've been influenced by her. Essex, you go back home, they're all really a lot more dressy than, than we are mm. in London. I mean, I've lived in London mm. longer than I lived in Essex now, but... Um, you know in London it's all very low-key you go to another city like Liverpool maybe and they're quite dressed up there and Dublin and yeah you know where you grew up has a massive influence what school you went to what music you listened to where you were a grunge kid you know all those sorts of things as well so that again why it's important to find what speaks to you and your identity you know because we've got all these messages are you looking forward to that Alan McGee film coming out creation records oh yes yeah yes about all manchester and yeah i was thinking of you because that was that was on telly this morning yeah. yeah that whole 90s scene but yeah sorry i i went on, i was just thinking oh i've seen that trailer lisa's gonna love this yeah no i will love that because um my husband as well matt went to manchester uni when all that was kicking yeah up. that was huge wasn't it yeah the 90s and brit yeah. pop and all that exactly yeah but that's, you know, influence, influences us. All of the music you listen to, the Britpop, all of this makes up this big picture of who you are. Yeah, that's quite so it makes up, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a, mosaic, like a little mosaic. I'm just going to see if there's mm. any... Um, oh, we've got Catherine's watching us. Well. Hi, Catherine. We are wrapping up, but anyone can watch on... Which Catherine? Nasse? Catherine Nasse, yes. Hello, well. Catherine. All the way in Wales, she is. Um, all right, well... That was, again, really fascinating, Teresa. Thank you. So interesting, the mindset <laughs> thing. But how it can hold you, hold you back. Let's end on a positive. What can people do? Just, you know, I think, just spend some time thinking about putting a Pinterest board together, maybe, of the things that really speak to you. The things, you know, just mm. take a little bit of time. What is it you like? The silhouettes you like? What don't you like? You know, maybe you don't like tailoring. You don't like looking too done. You know, all these things. And just start to go down one road. It just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, just start the journey. Just turn your head towards the sun. 
and uh, you know, pick out the things that absolutely make your heart sing and only pick the things that are gonna make your heart sing. Because anything that doesn't isn't gonna, it's, you know, your life needs to be full of love and joy and enthusiasm and passion every single day. So why not pick the things that make you feel alive, you know, and align with who you, who you really, really are. And don't let your limiting beliefs hold back your joy and enjoyment of clothes. And, that's really, <laughs> yeah. and you know there are many joyful things there are lots of joyful things but clothes is a really really straightforward one that's why they call yeah. it retail therapy it is <laughs> yeah 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 there's a word why it's called retail therapy exactly yeah. exactly yeah thank you for joining me i'm going to press stop on this now and all I'm right lovely thank you Teresa. it's been a pleasure thanks to I hope you enjoyed that chat with Teresa and the sound wasn't too bad wherever you are in this lockdown version of the style stories. Come over and join me in the Facebook group Style Power with Lisa Gilby. It's free. You can just be a fly on the wall. I've got a special shop and style evening happening tomorrow where I style up new looks for spring and give you lots of ideas and outfit ideas, you know, things that it's difficult to show. Obviously, I can't show that on the podcast style power with lisa gilby and if you enjoy the podcast please do leave me a review and subscribe take care and i'll see you next time